You're listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast, where we bring in local celebrities and discuss hot topics in the Lake Norman area and get to know a little bit more about these people that we've come to love. Welcome to Welcome Home Lake Norman. We don't know what episode it is, so uh, whatever episode you're listening to, that's what number it is. Uh, today we have one of the vacation rental experts in the area, Lori Lawrence. If you uh, have never met him, you're going to be wooed by his accent like my wife is, so she can listen to you talk all day long. And so uh, we won't keep you all day long, but, but we'll uh, get some advice as far as what's happening in the Lake Norman area for vacation rentals because it's becoming a very popular thing and you've, you've kind of watched it grow and blossom and have done a very good job. So Lori, if you could give us a one-minute little background of who you are, where you came from, and kind of where you're at now. Okay. Now, thanks for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. But uh, I got into real estate back in New Zealand, went to Australia, spent 10 years there, uh, sold out of a company, Uh, initially came to the US. I was pretty burnt out. You know, we had 300 staff in Australia and I was done with real estate at that point. So we bought a 42-foot diesel pusher, uh, spent two years on the road, homeschooled the kids. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is a diesel pusher? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a class A motor home with a diesel motor in the back, so oh, it, it's called a pusher. You were driving around the oh, yeah. America. Yeah, only America will let you drive something that weighs 20 tons with a car license. <laughs> <laughs> with air brakes and air suspension. That first two weeks was crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I could have taken out a, a whole zip code. Oh, I see those on the highway. I try to stay away from them. Yeah, myself. you should. But uh, So we, we traveled around for two years. We did 44 states and um, we really weren't planning on living here, but we hit Lake Norman. We fell in love with it, decided to emigrate, uh, got a green card. It's very difficult doing it the proper way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's basically it. We set up in real estate here 10 years ago and, and been doing vacation rentals maybe coming up six years. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, you like everybody else that drives up or down 77 and sees a lake and says, man, this is a place I might want to come back and check on. Is that what happened to you? Because I hear that from so many people that are buying in this area. I think, you know, you touched on a really good point. What people don't realize, you know, living in New Zealand, living in Australia, New Zealand's an island. So everybody travels away. You know, a lot of Americans don't. They they stay in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But New Zealanders, we grow up with a different mentality of jumping on a plane and going somewhere because we live on an island. So I'd seen like 60 countries and I've seen 44 states in this country and I don't think people realise Lake Norman, what it's got and what it is on a world standard and especially at the prices that, that it is. I mean, something similar in Europe and Switzerland or Australia or New Zealand or on a lake like this with a home on an acre of land with a private dock is a five to ten million plus scenario. Mm. Um, yeah, see, we're the locals here that we grew up here. Yeah, it's hard for us to comprehend that. It is because yeah. you're looking at it on a local, mm-hmm. you know, and you look back and say, you know, Duke sold these lots for 600 bucks back in the 70s and it's now 600 grand, but it's still cheap compared on a world standard, it's, it's, it's very, very cheap. Um, and it will go up and it will, you know, without waffling on, I've got a little theory, um, but it will blow up. The prices in this lake will blow up over the Well, I'm intrigued. What's your theory? Every city in the world that's crazy expensive has direct 
Asian flies. And a lot of the money in the world now is held by the Asian people. Mm-hmm. The Hong Kong, the Shanghai, right. the Chinese, uh, Singapore. There's a lot of money there. Uh, I saw it in Auckland, New Zealand, where the Chinese found it. They bought up Auckland and the prices just went up and up and up. But there's always been direct flights from these centres to Auckland, so they've seen it, they buy it, they go back, more people see it, and it's critical, well, critical uh, mass. Well, California, uh, in New the York. US, in, yeah. U, in the US, the only cities that are really expensive are the direct Asian routes. Miami, New York, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Most Asian people do not know about Charlotte or Lake Norman. Getting a little techy, but here's my theory. The... 747 was the only plane that we had that could do long-distance routes. But because it holds 400 people, these smaller cities to to bigger cities didn't make sense. So if you looked at something like with a 747 Shanghai to Charlotte, we have to find 400 people to make that viable. Right. Right. So they don't don't do it. So you see Shanghai to New York, you see Shanghai to Miami, you see Shanghai to San Francisco because they're hubs, main hubs, and they can fill that plane. But now we have the 787 out, which is a 250 plane, but passenger plane, but it still has a range now that can go from any city in the world to any city in the world. And Airbus has brought the A350 out, which is the same. So all of a sudden these routes are going to become viable because you only have to find 200 people to make it viable, but you can still have a small enough plane to fill, but it has the range. So you're seeing things like Houston to Auckland, New Zealand. You're seeing Houston to Shanghai, Houston to Hong Kong. You are in the next five years going to see Hong Kong to Charlotte. You're going to see those. My theory is once that very wealthy Asian set sees Lake Norman, sees what you can get, because it doesn't exist. I've seen a lot of this world. You don't see this beautiful house on this beautiful lake on an acre. For under a million. (laughs) But you just don't see it. It just doesn't really exist. Next to a large metropolitan area like Charlotte. Yeah, and one of the main interstates in the country. Mm -hmm. My theory is once those flights open up, hang on. You're going to see as they come and they see and they go back and they're going to just buy up this lake, the prime waterfront in this lake overnight and the prices are going to go through the roof. They don't know it exists, but Shanghai to Charlotte, Hong Kong to Charlotte, Singapore to Charlotte is going to happen with these new planes in the next five years because it's commercially so viable. Your, your theory is that we just have not been discovered by you the guys world are We are being discovered by other parts of the United States. I mean, we have people moving here from California, Correct. Northeast, everywhere. Correct. And, and they're driving some of this. And market. they are because they, the average Californian who sells right. their two million dollar eight, you know, fifteen hundred square foot home, this is a bargain. Right, right. But, and they are driving some of the prices up. I yeah, mean, but it's a secondary no thing. The reason these Californians can afford here is the Asians have already killed their market. Mm. So the Californians are able to release the equity right. from they, the big They picture. sold, they bought low, they yeah. sold high, and now yeah. they have extra money. They come here and they get to buy low again and will sell high again. Correct. And do just fine. And that's what's happened in New Zealand. The average New Zealander cannot afford to live in Auckland. It's... Mm. A starter home is, is $1.5 million for a 2,000-square-foot, three-bedroom, one-bathroom starter home. So they've all gone out to the provinces with their $1.5 million, bought a better home for six fifty. Right. bought a second home and are living happily ever after. But it's all Chinese money. That's because all the money right now in this time in our lives, in this, in this world, is, yeah. in, is Asia. They well, not all of it, but they, they, their, their economies are 
growing faster. Their people are still striving. They haven't reached that massive wealth where mm -hmm. their offspring are a little lazy and a little entitled like the Western world is. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, that's, that's, nobody, that's nobody in this group that <laughs> has that problem. Well, when I talk the Western world, I'm talking New Zealand, I'm talking Australia, I'm talking right. England, I'm talking Europe. And once again, it's just my opinion. You know, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, you know, people in this country, people in Australia were trying to get ahead. And then that generation did well, started making money, so their kids didn't have to work so hard. And now their kids, and you see a lot of these young 20-year-olds, you know, if you looked at your American great-grandfathers that worked 14 hours a day on the farm and you gave them a 20-year-old boy today, they would say, what is this? Oh, that's my dad. I mean, my dad My dad works in, uh, in NASCAR, and he gets kids my age or younger, and they work for him. And, you know, my dad's a blue-collar worker all his whole life. And he gets these kids, and he's like, they, they just don't work. They don't understand what hard work is. And he's so frustrated. I'm like, but you got to understand what they came up from. Like, they, they just, they're not used to it. And it drives him nuts. And it's exactly what you just said. Yeah. But this, this whole theory that you've got about our area not really being discovered by the world yet, I guess that answers my question of what drives your investment strategy in these vacation lake homes that you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing uh, with the vacation rentals on Lake Norman and, and what's your strategy there, because you've obviously been very successful at it. Yeah, I sort of got into it by mistake. I mean, I got into real estate. I did well quickly, and, and it was like, okay, I hate the stock market. I know nothing about it, and every time I've lost money, it's been in the stock market, and I'm not a big fan of long-term rentals where – you know, you put someone in for 12 months and you go back after a year and they've wrecked, you know, and it's the returns aren't really so great. So I got into it. I don't even remember exactly how I got into it, but I had an idea. I, I bought an old lake house on a really nice lot. We stripped it down. We, we, we rebuilt it to a very cutting-edge, specific, contemporary design. Most of the 400 vacation homes on the lake are your typical 70s and 80s homes where people have left it and say, hey, we'll call it a vacation home. It's still got grandma's bedspread. It's still got their 1970s bed and that nightstand that looks terrible. That market's kind of flooded. People, when they're living somewhere in America and they're planning their week's vacation and they're living in an all-American residential home for 50 weeks of the year and they come into Lake Norman and they see 400 rentals and 300 and 80 of them are all-American residential 1980s homes, and then they see some specific urban contemporary... Something different. ...properties, like they see on Pinterest, like right. they see on HGTV. They're sexy. They're, right. they're, they rent much more at a much higher rate because, you know, you've specifically done what, what people are craving. Right. They want to they live that lifestyle for a week. They do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'd be happy with that for a week. Yeah, of yeah. course, you know. So it's kind of been our little niche by doing luxury only. You know, these properties typically rent between five and 12000 a week. Mm. You're away from possibly a lot of the trouble with the cheaper vacation homes where, the, you know, 10 people from college get together and throw 100 bucks in and, and, right. and right. go on vacation for a week. Mm -hmm. uh, the returns are better. Because like any commodity, it's supply and demand. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 400 on Lake Norman, but there may only be 30 that would be what you would call luxury. Luxury vacation rentals. That was specifically designed 
mm. built and executed as a vacation home, not just mm. a lake home that someone left and said, oh, let's, let's make mm. it a vacation home. It's mm. purposely. So there's been a lot of work from us, a lot of thought, a lot of trial and error from that first one we built to what worked and what didn't and what we improved on the second one to the third one to the fourth one to we've kind of got a formula now that we can dial right into exactly what these people want when they want to book a vacation. Right. And um, we're always modifying it, but... Now, I don't want to give away any trade secrets there, but can you tell us how how well they rent? I mean, is, um, it, is it just seasonal or you got them rented most of the year? How does that work? Well, see, that's what's... There's a couple of ways I want to answer that. We, If you go back a few years ago, Lake Norman was really a sort of a summer market where May, June, July, August, maybe September was probably 80% of your yearly income. A couple of things have changed. A, Lake Norman is growing as a destination. It's been ranked on a lot of websites, one of the top 10 lakes. You know, people are seeing it. Mm-hmm. People have moved away a little bit from the typical beach vacation and are looking at lakes more because of there was a lot of public shark attacks in 2015 mm-hmm. out on the Outer Banks. I mean, I think there was like 18. Right. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago, and there's a ton. And we noticed from Stay Lake Norman that, hey, we normally go to the beach, but we've decided to come to a lake next year. So I think that's part of it. You know, one thing about Lake Norman that I love, there's nothing in there that'll eat you. Oh, it's nice. I mean, I grew up in Louisiana, and I came up here, and I'm like, where? There's no alligators or anything? <laughs> and we this get is people great. I'm swimming at night, man. Every week we get someone calling the reservation and saying, now, now you sure there's no alligators? <laughs> Are you positive? You know? <laughs> nope. <laughs> now, yeah. The only thing is maybe a, a bass might nibble on your big toe, but there's nothing in this lake that's, that's a friendly bass. It's mm-hmm. a friendly bass. Yeah. But, you know, without waffling on too much, the U.S. generally has been behind the world in vacation homes as an, as a, an accommodation option. Mm-hmm. The world averages about 3.5 out of 10 people, this is a world average, when they go on vacation, they will pick a vacation rental. The rest is hotels, motels, resorts, mm-hmm. whatever. U.S. was about 1.5. And do you think that Oh, was... really? So three, what'd you say, 3.5? 3. 3.5 and the U.S. was about 1.5. Oh, wow. So what's happened in the last couple of years, Lake Norman's grown as a destination. Um, the big boys, the big hotel boys, booking companies, saw the growth and Expedia, which was a hotel booking company, bought VRBO. Um, Priceline bought booking.com. So these big boys, there's a lot more advertising, a lot more national advertising. Thinking of a vacation rental, come to, you know, VRBO, come to booking.com. So the average American who never even really thought about a vacation home, it's gone from a fringe market to a mainstream. Hey, let's go on vacation. Do we get a vacation home? Do we get a hotel? Do we go to a resort? So two things are at play. Lake Norman's growing as a destination. And the vacation industry is growing as an industry because it's come out of as a fringe market where one in ten to everybody knows about it now. It's on TV ads, you know, and people are now looking wonder, at I vacation. Wonder, I wonder if that really started when, like, Airbnb started to become more and more popular so people were more comfortable with staying in houses rather than hotels. My, people my age, you know, we, we don't look for hotels. We look for Airbnbs. It's more fun it's funny you say that ryan anyone 40 and below they go airbnb right anybody 40 and above it's vrbo Mm -hmm. airbnb has really taken that whole younger 
-hmm. That's, you know, they even call it that. Let's get a VRBO. Right. Versus let's get a vacation rental. Yeah. It's such a strong brand that your brand becomes the product. That's the ultimate in any sort of marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, back in England, you know, people grow up, let's do the hoovering, you know, because Hoover was a big brand. Right. You know. So back to the question about how often are you able to rent them, um, what's what's the market for the rentals? Well, um, we had over a 50% occupancy for February. That's impressive. For February. February <laughs> this year. That's very um, impressive. Well, I have a friend down the road that, that does a photography conference, and he does seminars, and he has 15 people come in, and they booked through him. And I went over to the houses right behind my house on the next road over. I went over, and I was like, where'd you book this through? I was like, that's Lori. Like, this is one of their houses. Cool. Let me check it out, walk around. I went back to Lori. I was like, that house is awesome. What you're telling me is you're, you're able to book these things year-round. Yeah. I mean, we do a huge amount of marketing. You know, we've got all sorts of things going on on a national. Are you on um, Expedia and all these? We are. Yeah. But in the industry, those are called OTAs, online travel agents. And, you know, when we started this, 80% of our bookings were coming from the OTAs through VRBO, through TripAdvisor, Travelocity, all of those OTAs. Now we're about 60% direct through StayLateNorman.com. So we put a huge investment in through resorts and lodges to do optimization. So if someone on Google now, for instance, types in luxury vacation homes or rentals like Norman, Mm -hmm. we have that number one organic ranking above Airbnb, above. So it's like beating, you know, it's like beating Zillow in real estate. Good luck with that. Right. But um, so that's helped us bring it in direct. So another, with these people that are coming in and traveling to Lake Norman to do a vacation, what are some of the other things that they're doing while they're here? Like, are they just staying in the house on the lake or are they going into Charlotte? Do you know? Um, exactly what they're doing. You know, they're doing restaurants. They're doing mostly lake stuff. I mean, they're renting a boat from us as well. Okay. Um, a lot of water sports. Davidson graduation is the first week that books every year oh, on okay. our homes. Uh, then now, it's the, July. You mentioned the boat rentals. That's interesting because you now have gotten into the boat rental business. Uh, how did you get into that? I don't remember the exact point, but, you know, obviously when we when we set the first one up and released the first one back in 2015, you know, guests were coming in saying, you know, we're on the lake, we've got a dock, where do we rent a boat? <laughs> so obviously that part of me thought, these boats are renting at like $1,500 a week, we, we need to do this. <laughs> so it took us a long time to get the insurance worked out and set and, and, and liability and, and then it just grew from that. So... Are, do most of your rentals now they run a boat with it as well, or probably probably eighty percent. Wow, how about that? Between April and October, mm-hmm. you know, want the boat. So if I'm somebody out there that's interested in getting into this, what what do you do? I mean, how do you start looking into this, and what do you need to watch out for? Good question. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes both with the design of the homes and both with the operation. It's a huge learning curve from a liability insurance point of view, making sure the properties are not in HOAs and making sure deed restrictions, CCRs, even if they're not in HOAs, don't have any short-term rental issues. You know, that's a good point because we, we ask everybody at a closing now when they're buying lakefront homes, uh, now are you, you plan on using this as vacation rental? If you are, we need to check and make sure the restrictions don't prohibit that. We are very, very mindful of neighbours. I mean, when we do bring on a new property, Danny, uh, our security guy, 
introduces himself, tells the neighbours, gives them a card, and no one's ever happy about it. I mean, not everybody loves vacation rentals. Um, there's some pushback there and, and, and there's some fear. So we, we do our best with bringing these properties on that we've got, you know, the right rules in place, the right contracts and the right things in place that we can... We have a lot of security on the properties. We have devices to... We can see in real time how many people are in the home. Obviously, we don't have cameras, we don't have audio, but we have um, things called party squashes, which read the cell phone connections in the home. Mm. All of our properties have a daytime maximum and a nighttime maximum. So if our party squash is saying there's this home is contracted for <clears throat> no more than 12 people and our party squasher, our security gets a text from that party squasher at that home to say that there's 16 cell phones there, then we can get out there and fix the problem before it becomes a problem. Hmm. And we have noise aware on the properties, which is a decibel reading and, you know, if a little girl screams, it's not going to pick it up, but it's looking at the every three minutes at the average noise. So between the decibel metres and the party squashes, we can tell if there's... If that's smart. If yeah, I bet the neighbors appreciate that. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It's very nice of you guys to, to think of them and not disturb the community as much as, you know, people that aren't considerate about that. That's very thoughtful that I wouldn't have ever thought about if I were going to do a vacation rental. Yeah. So upsetting neighbors, um, that's, that's a critical one. There's a lot in this. There is definitely a lot of moving parts in this. Guest expectations, managing housekeeping. Oh my gosh! Mm, yeah, you know we have a we have a full time quality control person that works with our eight housekeeping crews, and we look at these properties before the guests come in, after the cleaners or the housekeeping is finished, and and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, you're finished, you know, and uh, especially in that luxury market, these people are paying ten thousand dollars a week. They want to walk into this house, and it's presented like a luxury Marriott. We do all the toilet paper and the little, we do the little towels. We mm. we run it like that. This is kind of new for Lake Norman because yeah. it's been it's been very much a eighties lake home, and you know we threw the beds together and hey, come and have a. But vacation homes has really developed into like hotels where these high end vacation homes, these guests are expecting the same sort of concierge service and, and, and quality and detail as... Well, they're paying a, a lot of money. Hotel. That's a lot of money to pay for a place. That's a lot of money. Where are these people coming from typically? They're all over the place. People are flying in on private jets from all over the country. People, uh, a lot of people coming in, you know, from the northeast predominantly. A lot of Charlotte people towards the end of summer. Is that right? When they're coming in with the kids for See, a couple of days before the kids go back to school. My wife made fun of me. I wanted to rent a house on Lake Norman and just live in a $10,000 a week house for a week with a, with five friends. And she's like, why would we go to Lake Norman? I'm like, because I can live like royalty for one week. And apparently people do that. Yeah, See? right from Charlotte. Huh? I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. How about that? But the only people that can't believe this is such an amazing tourist destination are the people that have lived here for a long time that haven't seen... You well, know. I'm one of those people, and it's amazing. Oh, my gosh, people come here for vacation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've always known it's a great area. And, and you don't know what you've got because you're so I, close I, I to it. I think you're right, Laurie. I think a lot of people that grew up here don't really realize that. And, uh, you know, it takes people moving in this area that have been around the world and experienced this stuff to, to bring us up to speed on what we really have. Mm. So uh, that's all good advice that you've given us. And, uh, 
I think, you know, I think Lake Norman's going to continue to be a great place to grow. We've had other guests on here, you know, in business in the areas, and everybody's vision of this place in the future is really just sky high. It's going to continue to grow. If you could see Mooresville, you know, 10 years from now, what do you see? Well, I've been here 10 years now, roughly. I mean, just the non-HOA areas, especially on that Brawley Peninsula. You know, 10 years ago it was trailer, trailer, nice house, trailer, trailer, nice house. Find a trailer. Yeah, they're hard to find now. Find a trailer. It's it's mansion, 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 trailer, mansion, mansion. I mean, take the boat out now and just drive around and look at how many how many sticks are going up, which were... 60s, 70s homes that are just being knocked down because the land is so valuable and mm-hmm. and the new 5,000 square foot mansion's going up. So it's success brings success, money brings money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're on one of the top 10 residential lakes in the world. I've seen websites that have, that have brought... It's crazy to think about. It's in the top 10 in the world as far as residential lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lakes and there's lakes, but residential lakes, well, you know, Tahoe, uh, Queenstown in New Zealand uh, is one of the top ten. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the other nine lakes that are ranked as the best ten lakes in the world for residential living, Queenstown and and Tahoe and places that are somewhat similar to this, that's a $10 million home. Right. This is still a 1.3. Right. And while the average person living here over the last 10 years says, I remember when that was 450, this is crazy. It's not crazy. It's a bargain. Right. And if this Asian market, when they start flying direct to Charlotte, hang on. Because yeah. those things, in my opinion, and I might be wrong, but they're going to just go bang. Now, do you, you manage other properties or just yours? No, no, we, we manage four owners. Uh, we have a whole service where if they have a home, we'll come in, uh, we'll give them a vision for it. We have contractors, we have designers, we have trade accounts for furniture and decor. We will revamp it up to that formula that we have tweaked over the last five years. Maybe we ought to let everybody know how to get a hold of yeah. it. We'll, we'll have that. We'll make that available. <laughs> um, don't you know, tell my other... designer because she's got like eight under construction and if I give her, I've played the just one more three times in a row. <laughs> just one. And if I hit her with one more, just one more, she's going to pop. So we're interviewing other designers at the moment to try and it's really growing. You know, one of the things that we haven't seen yet here is the big commercial type companies with vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm sure these other places have big corporate uh, companies that do this vacation rental. Have you seen any of that starting here? Or? Uh, well, one of the big boys tried to buy us a couple of months ago. Um, they don't like to come into a new area and just buy a lot of inventory. It's a lot of capital. They'd rather take someone out who has inventory and then add to it. You know, this market is now being watched by some of the big boys. They haven't got here yet, and I hope they don't get here, but um, they'll come. Yeah. You know, they'll come when they see, you know, we've gone in five years, we've gone from 200 on these on the lake to about 420 today mm-hmm. and it's growing. And um, we've always got to do that dance with potential regulatory issues that may or may not come up uh, well, in yeah. the future. But that's where I'm really mindful with our growth, things like talking and bringing the neighbours in mm-hmm. and... Well, you Security. know, one thing, that, that happened in Asheville, 
you know, I don't know if you're familiar with that case, yep. but it's it happened was just to a case. Lots of places. Yeah. San Francisco so, is a big one, too, I think yeah. it happened. Well, you know, in Asheville, the, uh, the hotel contingency and the bed and breakfast contingency filed a lawsuit or got the town to uh, the city to ban vacation rentals. And so the city came out with some new regulations saying, well, you can have a vacation rental, but you have to have somebody staying in it. And that's in the courts right now. And, uh, and they could lose that by the sound of it, too. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the attorney, I've talked to both of the attorneys involved in that case, and, and one of the attorneys uh, that is representing the uh, vacation rentals feels very, very confident about his case, and they feel pretty good that they're going to win. But whether they do or not, you know, Lake Norman, we don't have that kind of hotel and bed and breakfast contingency that would be upset with vacation rentals. So we don't have – our government officials don't have that pressure. The pressure they're going to have is from unhappy neighbors. Correct, and that's and, what we're and, so mindful of. And you've of done that. a good job of figuring out how to eliminate a lot of that, which I commend you on. And, and you know, that's, that's what other people need to do so our politicians can, you know – They can follow the right in the footsteps of what Lori Lawrence there has you produced. Go. Yeah, well, we, we, as I say, we've had the odd issue, nothing major. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, our issues have been fairly minor. But, you know, we've spoken to Iredale County. Uh, they did set up a task force to look into this. They've had a few neighbours consistently upset with the growth of this industry. You know, I mean, we got people upset that the real estate market's booming and that people are coming in and buying more houses and, and building on land. You, you're never going to please everybody, so... You know, for every person that wants growth, there's another person that wants the sleepy little malls full of 10 years ago. Right. And... Um, but like any train, you can't stop it once it starts rolling. This, mm-hmm. in 10 years, in my opinion, is going to be more upscale, more sophisticated, and then all the ancillary sophisticated things that come along with a sophisticated market, better restaurants, better... Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Ben, every single episode we've had, someone talks about restaurants, and is I it know. because we're our size, or what is it? They look at me and say, this guy likes to eat. <laughs> we you need know? to talk about I- food. And I always joke because I'm from Louisiana and I love food, man. What can I say? Everyone just wants to talk you know, to us funny. about food. It's funny. We had uh, Randy Marion on the last podcast and we talked about this. And he sees he sees the Morris Larry doubling again within the 10 years because he's seen it double the last 10. It's just we're going to see a lot of growth, a lot of opportunities for people in business. And this is an interesting business you've got. You You have a lot of knowledge. So we really do appreciate you taking the time to – well, most of that knowledge us. was gained through making a lot of mistakes in those first two or three. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only it's way you learn. Hey, well, you know, people can come talk to you and take advantage of that learning curve you've already been through. So that's, that's well, great. We'd, we'd love to help them. but um, So, you know, we, we appreciate Laurie coming on. And, and to reach Laurie, it's staylakenorman.com. And I'm sure they can get in touch with you through the contact form. Um, if you've got any questions on, on vacation rentals or want to rent something in the Lake Norman area, he can always direct you in the right spot. And uh, we appreciate the education. I feel like Ben and I both learned a ton today. So Hey, I'm going to go in with you on that rental, and we're going to go kings for a, I got a, a week, huh? I got about 50 bucks, and you can get the other uh, 9950 How many of our friends can we get? I said 12. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, we appreciate it, and we will see you next time on the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please give us a review and comment below and let us know what you thought of it. Also, make sure to share this with your friends, family, or anyone else that you think could benefit from listening to our podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time.